All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the uh, Love Fruit podcast with myself, Ronnie Smith. And thank you for joining us again. If you want to stay up to date with what we're doing, you can go to fruitfest.co.uk and join our newsletter there. Uh, today, we have an interview with someone I'm excited to speak to because I've, I read his book many years ago and found it very uh, inspiring and interesting. And I've always wanted to find out more about the man. And that book is called Raw Foodist. Well, Blatant Raw Food is Propaganda, fantastic title by Joe Alexander. Uh, well worth a read, published years ago. I think it's Dolphin, Blue Dolphin. And I don't know much about the background to this book, Joe, or, or how you got into writing or anything, but um, I believe Joe is also a sign writer or was a sign writer in his, in his professional life. And um, I'm, I, I'm interested to catch up with him now and, and see what's happening with his life. So Joe, is there anything else you'd like to say about yourself, an introduction to yourself? Yeah, my name is Joe Alexander. I live in Fayetteville, Arkansas in the United States. And uh, as far and you were saying something about me being a professional writer. No, I'm not a professional writer. I'm a, I'm a professional artist. I make my living from painting signs and pictures, mostly signs. And uh, as far as my raw food story goes, well, I uh, got introduced to the whole idea of raw food in 1973. I was living in Toronto then, and uh, I recently started practicing yoga, a certain form of yoga. And another fellow I knew who was in that same group uh, loaned me a book called Rational Fasting by Arnold Ayers. And I read this book, and it was the first book on health and diet that really, really, really made sense to me. And, uh, and as soon as I finished that one, I got Arnold Ayers' other book, which was available more at that time. You know, I, I think Arnold Ayers' books are hard to get now, but they were available at that time. They were written in the 1920s and published by a man named Fred Hirsch, who had the Eric Literature Publishing Company, and he's died since then, so probably his books are out of print. I don't think anybody else has continued that Eric Literature Publishing Company. But anyway, I read Arnold Eric's books, Rational Fasting and Mucusless Diet Healing System. And like I say, they were the first books on health and diet to really, really make sense to me. And Arnold Eric's story was that uh, he had, when he was in his 30s, he had a kidney disease and his doctors told him it was incurable. And so he turned to what was available at the time in Germany. This was around the turn of the century, around 1900, sometime thereabouts. And he uh, went for some naturopathic treatments and he found that they gave him some temporary relief. But when he went back to eating the regular way, you know, then his gains disappeared and he got sick again. And uh, so then he uh, looked further into natural healing and he did some fasting and he went on a radically natural diet of raw fruits and vegetables and nuts. And he found that when he did this, you know, not only did his kidney disease completely disappear, but he said that he felt more energy and better uh, than he ever felt in his life before, clearer mind with a spiritual reawakening. And he called this and he said that this new health that he got from fasting in the rough food diet was so much better than anything he had ever imagined was possible before that he called it paradise health. And so I, like I say, I wasn't sick with anything at the time. I was 20, 21 years old, I believe. And uh, I was in normally good health, you know, although I didn't feel all that great. But I learned from my practice of yoga that I could have 
a lot more energy and a clearer mind and spiritual reawakening. And so Arnold Ayer's description of how he had gotten these things from the raw food diet, from the uh, diet that he advocated was possible that way. And so I was interested in trying that too. Uh, anything to anything to get more of this. I was finding that this heightened energy and you know greater clarity of mind and at first he recommended eating just um, fruits and vegetables, either raw or cooked for cleansing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um okay. sorry, yeah, the, the you yeah you went yeah, yeah. Did you want to, you picked up again. Keep going, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. The phone said recording in progress. I thought it was interrupting us. But uh, anyway, uh, anyway, so I went down Arnold Ehret's mucusless diet, which was fruits and vegetables, and they could be the raw cooked at first, he said. Purpose was cleansing at first. And so uh, when I did this, you know, I thought I was, I was thin, you know, I wasn't overweight, I was in normally good health, you know, but uh, I experienced quite severe, quite heavy cleansing symptoms when I went on this cleansing diet, the mucusless diet. And so after, so the first month, I felt very, very heavy. You know, after a few, if, if first few days, I felt a bit lighter and better than before. And then, then the symptoms of the cleansing really started kicking in. And uh, my body felt really tremendously heavy as if it had been turned to lead and every effort to do anything was quite every move I made you know everything I did was quite an effort for a time and I lost a lot of weight at first I, my weight had been about 145 pounds and I went down to well, about 105 and so that continued on for a month and um, so then after a month you know the symptoms of the cleansing alleviated somewhat I didn't feel so heavy and sluggish as before I felt you know more or less back to normal as far as my energy level went and ability to move <clears throat> but I was still very low in weight and this continued on for about five more months and then at the beginning of the uh, seventh month I started coughing up greenish blobs of mucus you know just all throughout the day I would cough and cough and cough and cough up all this mucus from my lungs and that went on for about a month and then after that was over the end of the seventh month on this mucus diet um, all of a sudden I felt clean inside and like my body was working right for the first time ever in my life I felt much better and most of the weight that I had lost you know came back right away <clears throat> and uh, so I can I continue but I was still eating some but I didn't feel the you know much more energy and much clearer mind and you know spiritual reawakening that Arnold Ehret had described as paradise health I didn't feel that first because I was continuing to eat some raw vegetables and I continued to do this for about another oh I guess it was about two and a half years and then uh, after about three years on this you know cleansing diet transition diet mucusless diet that Arnold Ehret had written about um, I decided to try all raw fruit you know I was inspired by reading a, another Ehret student her name was Teresa Mitchell and she had written a book called Roads, Health, and Happiness. She described how tremendously better she felt when she went to an all raw fruit diet. And so I tried that. And very soon after that, a few days after I started that, you know, I did feel 
you know, an amazing dramatic increase in my energy and more clarity of mind, you know, much clearer thinking and a spiritual reawakening. And it was like being reborn into a new and better life. And uh, so I found it. Uh, so I found out that way from my experience that there's a real magic in just eating raw food. And so then I tried, you know, some other raw food, you know, for a while I was staying just on the raw fruit. But then I tried some raw vegetables also and some raw seeds and nuts also. And I found that, you know, any sort of raw food did not disturb this raw food high as I described it. You know, I just felt great, you know, as long as I stayed on the raw food. And, uh, and so I've continued that, be, you know, basically being about 95% raw ever since. I wouldn't say I'm perfect, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll eat a bit of cooked food. In fact, for the first 14 years, I was really, really always craving for some kind of cooked food. And I, for once a week, I would allow myself to eat, you know, one cooked meal. So I just said that I was a 95% raw foodist. <laughs> But that was good enough to maintain the raw food high. And so I've been doing that ever since. And so it's been now, I went to all raw food in 1977. Been doing that ever since. So what it's been now, 40, 41. My story. Uh, my story is as far as my history of being a raw fooder. Sorry, you were saying, did you say 41 years? It just went out a little bit there. Uh, 44 years. 44 I, I guess years. I've been for 44 years since 1977, yeah. So l let me ask, um, uh, the, w what I'm interested in there is, you talked about reading the books, but did you ever go to events, meet people, meet other raw fooders, learn from people in, in real life and at real events and anything like that? Or have you always been sort of doing this on your own? Uh, mostly I've been doing it on my own. Occasionally I've been to events. I haven't been to many events like um, Victoris Kolvinskis, a very famous raw food promoter. He came to Toronto uh, soon after I had become a raw fooder. And uh, he had an event and I went to that. And I met him and some of the people around him. And uh, there's another famous raw food promoter. Uh, what's his name? David Wolf from California. And he had an event and he traveled around doing his events. And he had an event here in Fayetteville some years ago. About I guess it was about 15 years ago I went to that. And so occasionally I'll go to some kind of raw food event. And you know, occasionally I'll talk to somebody else that's a raw fooder. But uh, mostly I've been doing it on my own. Yeah, so do, do you have, is it other people where you live that kind of eat like you or other places you can go? No, there's really no one else in uh, where I live that's, uh, that's as much of a raw fooder as I am. I do have one friend named Janet. She's a, she calls herself a Christian medical missionary. She's a very good herbalist and massage therapist. And when somebody really needs healing, she advises them to go on a raw food diet. And, uh, but, um, she doesn't stay near as strictly on it as I do myself. You know, she she seems to regard it more as something to do occasionally when you need a special boost to your health or a special special boost to your healing. And uh, but uh, she's the closest one to me, you know, as far as doing it. And otherwise, I'm the only person around here that I know of that uh, that actually lives, you know, at least 95% on raw food. That's amazing. Yeah. Um... Well, it's, it's great that you're able to do that on on your own with uh, with all that. But I'm interested, of course, in the book as well. And 
what led you to writing and and I believe that you put other things out it wasn't just this book I think you may have had some tapes and things like that can you tell me about you you putting out this information and and what was the whole story around that and and um, how 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 were you managing to get the information out when, when you were okay um soon after I became a rough artist I wrote a couple of small booklets they weren't complete books but they were booklets about the Rafa diet, and I uh, did what I could to promote them locally. I went on a radio show one time, was interviewed that way, and I put them in a local health food store, and and actually sold pretty well. And um, <clears throat> then uh, then I was wanting to leave the big city. You know, Toronto is quite a big city, and I was wanting to, you know, because of my spiritual reawakening on the raw food diet, I wanted to be closer to nature. I didn't like being so much in the big city. I wanted to move to a smaller town in a more rural place. And so I went to a small town in Northern California and uh, <clears> that was Nevada City, California. And uh, I was wanting to write a large, larger book after I had some success with putting out my booklets on the Ralph Dot. I was wanting to write a complete book. And uh, so anyway, I got, um, but I had my book booklet. I had one of my booklets, which I called Rough Foods Propaganda, published by a publisher uh, there. At, it was printed by a printer there called Blue Dolphin Printing Company. And the man that ran that place, uh, Paul Clemens, he was wanting to become a publisher. And he liked my booklet on the Rough Food Diet. And he said he would like to publish my book if I wrote it. And so I got busy and I wrote the book. And in 1990. 1992 or 1993, sometime there in the early 1990, uh, Blue Dolphin Publishing did publish my book, Blatant Raw Food is Propaganda. But I think it's out of print now because Blue Dolphin Publishing has since gone out of business. So I, I think it's, I, I, if somebody wants to get it, I think it would be quite hard to get. Now I am working on another book right now, which I call Biospiritual Regeneration. And what I've found is that um, you know, I've been trying to get to my best well-being. You know, I've been, I've had my problems in life, had my difficulties, you know, I've been kind of shy and nervous talking to people and had other difficulties. And so I've looked into other things that I can do to improve my condition besides raw food. I've wanted to attain the most complete health and well-being that I could. And I've found basically three things that I've found extremely valuable to do for what I call biospiritual regeneration. And that's uh, the raw food diet is one of them and yoga exercises, which boost up your energy so much and make keep your body feeling flexible and youthful. They're another one. And then another thing, which I've had a lot of problem with is uh, repressed emotions, you know, pain from the past stuck in your system. And so I've uh, found a very effective uh, process called toning, which I use to uh, free myself of that problem. And I've been making myself, I've been, making a lot of progress on freeing myself from that problem. But uh, anyway, what I've felt like we really need for the highest possible well-being is what I call comprehensive bio-spiritual regeneration. So I've written this book, Spiritual Regeneration, uh, Bio-Spiritual Regeneration it's called, and uh, I'm working on publishing it right now. I'm doing my final editing of it right now and I plan to publish it pretty soon, within a few months, I believe. And uh, <clears throat> So that gives my program for what I call comprehensive biospiritual regeneration. Because with my experience with raw food diet and other things, I've 
done to improve my health and well-being. What I've found is that you know, I think the theory of evolution basically is backwards. That as we were originally created by the creator, you know, we were much better, had much better health, had a more glorious condition, were much, functioned much better tended to on the average uh, than we do now. And there's been a whole, and that the main direction, you know, some people have improved somewhat, uh, but for the most part, I think the human condition has not evolved and gotten better since the beginning, but whenever that was, but it has deteriorated and degenerated and gotten worse. And the main thing we need for a better life and a better world is biospiritual regeneration to regenerate ourselves, you know, as far as our health and well-being goes, you know, back as much as we can towards as good as the creator originally made us. And this uh, restores us to our best health and our best ability to think about things rationally and objectively and clearly and our uh, ability to uh, have goodwill towards other people and want to do good things and our ability to actually get good things done so we're, we're effective in doing something worthwhile in the world. Um, so, I, so, so I'm writing this book, Biospiritual Regeneration, to promote this book, to promote this program that I've developed of comprehensive biospiritual regeneration, which is the most effective program I've found for returning myself and you know, I think would work for other people too, if they would try it, for returning ourselves to as complete, full well-being as possible, you know, as good as the creator originally made us. I think that's the great ambition people should have now. I think that's the great goal we should set ourselves now is we're going to bio-spiritually regenerate ourselves to become, to back as good as the creator originally made us so that we will function at our best in the world function with the full love, wisdom, and power combined that the creator gave us so that we'll be able to do the most good in the world and create a world that's really good for not only for ourselves, but for everybody else around us too. That's fantastic. I, I see bio-spiritual regeneration. Not any reform of political systems, although some political systems, political systems that allow the most freedom are the best ones, but uh, I see biospiritual regeneration of ourselves as individuals is the main thing, the biggest thing we need to have a better life and a better world right now. Well, let's go into your, your program a little bit. So the raw food diet, of course, we'll talk a bit more about that as well, but uh, yoga, yeah. so what, what kind of yoga are you talking about? What kind of exercises? Okay, I've done various forms of yoga. I've done several kinds of meditation. I've done Kundalini yoga. I've tried various forms of yoga. What I found does me the most good is the Hatha yoga exercises, the stretching exercises. I had some uh, interesting correspondence with a French-Canadian woman living in France some years ago, and she uh, persuaded me to get this book, uh, Bikram's Beginning Yoga Class by Bikram Chowdhury, and tried doing the exercises in there. And so I got that book, and I tried doing the exercises. You know, he promotes the Hatha yoga exercises. And uh, they made me, it was so wonderful, the results. They made me feel so amazingly much better that I've been doing them ever since. So that, that's what I do as far as yoga. And the, the toning that you're talking about, um, the idea that, uh, I guess what you're saying is we have, is it the idea that we have emotions sort of stored in the body and these can be released? And how does that work exactly? Okay, yeah, uh, a lot of people 
probably most people, I'm, I'm not sure if everybody's got this problem or not, but uh, lots of people have pain from the past, you know, caused by having suppressed painful emotions in the past. They have those stuck in their system. And when you have this, it disturbs, it detracts from your ability to live at your, at your full and at your best here and now, because you've always got this subconscious pain from the past, you know, kind of coloring and clouding and discoloring your uh, present day consciousness that detracts from your full joy of life, detracts from your full vitality, detracts from your full ability to do, you know, uh, your best at whatever it is you do. And so there's various processes that people have developed to work on releasing these painful emotions from the past that might be stuck in your system. Um, one popular way is regression therapy. You know, there's a number of hypnotists that uh, regress people to past traumatic episodes. And when a person goes through these traumatic episodes in their memory under hypnosis, then they release them. And uh, like a lot of people have released phobias sure. uh, from doing this process. And so that's one way, the, the regression uh, to memory regression to painful events of the past. And so that's one way that people have developed them for working on it. Another way is body work. Um, there was a psychiatrist named Dr. Wilhelm Reich, and he developed, he noticed that uh, neurotic patients that he was trying to help, you know, would have actual energy blockages in the muscular systems of their body. Right. They would be tense in the muscle. And so he worked out uh, processes of deep breathing and deep massage to help release these repressed emotions from his patients and they recovered better mental health when he did this. And um, so I've tried those processes. And then there's another one that's quite popular now called uh, tapping, EFT, emotional oh, yeah. freedom technique. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so that's another one that people use. And personally, the most effective thing that I've found is a very, very, very simple self-help thing called toning. And what you do is you simply hold a sustained tone with your voice over and over and over, you know, like this. You can do it loud or soft or in a whisper, it doesn't matter. But just holding that sustained tone triggers, after a few minutes, it starts triggering the release of repressed emotions. Oh, really? Uh, and so that, yeah. And so that's the, that's the most effective way. That's the, it's the simplest and you know, easiest and completely free, completely self-help. And it's the most effective way of working on releasing your repressed emotions that I've been able to find so far. So you literally just find a tone and hold it? Yeah, yeah, hold a tone. Mm. And uh, the, the woman that first developed this was uh, Laura Elizabeth Keyes from Colorado. And uh, <clears throat> now she would do it a little bit differently. She would. Uh, start with a low note and then move it to a higher note like this. Oh, oh. And she would tone that way. And that's effective. That works. If you want to do it that way, you certainly can. It'll certainly work. Okay. And then another way, uh, and then another way, I heard a tape by some uh, couple from Sedona, Arizona that were promoting toning uh, some years ago. And uh, they would tone, you know, uh, on a very high note, like they would go, boo, boo, 
over and over like that. And that certainly works too. And if you want to do it that way, you can do that too. And then I've also listened to tapes by uh, Barbara Marciniak from North Carolina. She promotes toning also. And she would do it just, you know, just a very simple free form way. Just hold any sustained tone that you want. Mm, Whatever is comfortable, just hold the sustained tone. And, uh, and I found that way. And that works as good as the others. And it's simpler and easier. So that's the way I do my toning now, except I found some years ago that I could act still improve a little bit further on the effectiveness of toning by pulsing it with the sound wah. And so I call this my wasonido technique. And uh, what you do is instead of holding a straight tone, you go wah, 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 wah. And I found that seems to be a little bit more effective than just straight toning for triggering the release of repressed emotion. But, uh, but I'd suggest a person try the toning first and then if they get good results with that, you know, try the Wasonito Wawa method and see if that helps them. Do you, think we can do it, do you think we could do it as a group? Like, cause you know, there's a lot of religions where they do chanting together and stuff. Do you think that's, uh, has a similar impact? Yeah, yeah, certainly you can do it together. Yeah, yeah, it's it's effective. It's, you know, the only thing to make it work is to do it, whether you're with other people or by yourself. And I found that it works. I love it. I love it. And um, let's talk about uh, raw foods again. So, what actually is or was your raw food diet? How has it changed? Um, what's influenced you? Like proportions, amounts. What's your what's your approach to the raw food diet? Okay, like I say, at first, at first I just ate raw fruit, and then I had some raw vegetables, and for a while I was living on just raw fruits and vegetables, and then I decided to try adding some nuts and seeds into it too, you know, things like uh, almonds and walnuts and sunflower seeds, and, you know, various nuts and seeds that you can eat raw, and, uh, <clears throat> and so I found that, uh, I found that any, any raw food that I ate, you know, as long as it was raw, it didn't disturb the raw food high. And uh, then, I, then after some years doing that, being strictly vegan, after about, I don't know, I must have been strictly vegan for quite some time on the raw food diet uh, from oh, about 22 years, I think I was quite strictly vegan on the raw food diet. And then I got interested in uh, what about raw animal foods? You know, is there, are they all right too? And so I tried eating some uh, raw fish and raw milk cheese and sometimes raw eggs. And occasionally I'll eat a bit of raw steak. And I don't eat a lot of animal food, but uh, you know, mostly what I eat is raw fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. But I found that um, I enjoy some raw animal food also occasionally from time to time. And so I'll, I'll eat some of that too. And so uh, I believe that humans are naturally omnivorous. You know, I don't think we're naturally herbivorous or vegetarian like the, uh, like the cattle and the deer and the uh, and uh, rabbits and animals like that, you know, I think we're probably physiologically more like the bear, you know, more like the animals that are omnivorous and that we're naturally designed to eat, you know, an omnivorous variety of food. And so I think, I think there's no problem with any raw food, you know, as long as it's raw, as long as it's raw, it doesn't disturb the raw food high. And, uh, but I feel my best when I eat, you know, probably about at least 75 to 80% raw fruits and vegetables, you know, those are the cleansing foods that are 
uh, high in fiber and water and help your body stay feeling light and cleaned out and energetic and uh, somewhat lesser amounts of any of the heavier foods like the, the raw seeds and nuts and sure. uh, food. But what was so I feel uh, my best when I yeah stay about but, uh, uh, 75 80 percent on the raw fruits and vegetables and then smaller amounts of other raw foods yeah what's the kind of so yeah I'm sorry what, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is I understand the foods that you do eat but what what like in proportion and is it like do you have um mono meals for example do you have big salads do you have uh do you snack through the day how, how do you kind of do it okay usually what i do is i um i have just fruit for breakfast like this morning for breakfast i had a few apples and uh it's apple season here well apple season just about over i've got apples just got ripe here and i uh, still got some left over you know, that I picked a few weeks ago. And so I had a few apples for breakfast. Then later on for lunch, I had lunch, you know, certainly shortly before you called me. And uh, <clears throat> and for that, I had uh, I had uh, raw vegetables. Um, let me see, I had raw beets. Beets are, I, I found beets are especially good for circulation. Uh, you know, there's a lot of beet supplements these days that are being promoted as good for nitric oxide and good for promoting circulation and uh, as I've gotten older you know, I found that you know it's raw food keeps you feeling pretty youthful but you know you know you you still know you're getting older definitely after I was 65 years old I started feeling older and my blood circulation started getting kind of more restricted and, and uh, but I found that if I eat some raw beets every day then that helps keep my circulation really good and uh, helps me help keep me feeling youthful and without you know the problems that I've was starting to develop otherwise. So anyway, I had, um, so for lunch, I had uh, beets and some raw squash, uh, butternut squash, and some raw sweet potatoes, and raw cabbage, and raw grape leaves. I've learned, uh, wild grape leaves. I've learned a lot of the weeds around here that are good to eat. And uh, one of my favorite wild greens is the wild grape leaves that grow on fences and on trees around here. And so I've got, so I really like the wild grape leaves. So I eat quite a bit of those. Um, and then I also ate some uh, fermented rolled oats, fermented hemp seeds, and fermented black, black wild rice uh, that a friend of mine sent me. And so I've, I've gotten, so I, I really like to ferment some foods. Like if you want to eat beans raw or any kind of grain raw, especially rolled oats are good raw. Um, what if you ferment them and you can do this with sunflower seeds and probably other kinds of seeds too hemp seeds are also very good fermented and what you do is you fill up a get get a glass jar with a tight fitting lid and you fill up the jar about half full with things you want to ferment well if you're using beans you have to get them well up first if you're doing it with grains you can fill the jar about half full and then put in about a teaspoon of salt and then fill up the jar almost to the brim with water and shake it up a bit and set it aside to ferment at room temperature. You can see it bubbling and bubbling and bubbling uh, for the next three or four days as it ferments. And then after three or four days of fermenting like that, you know, it's extremely good. It's uh, got a very nice tangy flavor and it's supposed to increase the enzymes and other 
nutrients and the food is supposed to be better for you when it's fermented uh, than when it's um, you know just then then it's just then when it's just straight and not fermented. And so you can do that with many. And if you're fermenting beans, I found that garbanzos are good to ferment, and lentils are good to ferment, and black-eyed peas are good to ferment. And what you do with those is you fill up, first fill up the jar about one quarter with the beans and then pour in some water and soak them for a while, let them swell up and they'll swell up to about two thirds of the jar. Then pour off the soak water, then put in about a teaspoon of salt and then fill up the jar all the way to almost to the brim with the water. And again, set it aside to ferment at room temperature for three or four days. And uh, the beans, when they're fermented this way, they develop a wonderful tangy flavor and they're very good for raw and fermented that way. Awesome. So, um, so I like to have some fermented and beans um, along with the raw vegetables. Could you try? Could you try and turn and face the sun, Joe? You you you're completely dark. You know your face is in the shadow, and I wonder if you could turn and face the sun, and we can maybe see you a bit better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is um. Well, that's is that better. Any better. That's better. I'm outside in the sunlight. That's better. Well, well, yeah. no, you, you've done. You've went to the same spot. So if you if you turn and face the sun, see the sun's oh. behind you, right? Uh, let me see. Let me see. Well, I'll try going somewhere else. I'm in the shadow of a tree here. That's much better That's now. Even. Well, even um, even now we can see you a lot better now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm more in the sunlight now. Okay. And I guess you can see some of the Ozark vegetation some of the trees behind me yeah so you're in is arkansas is that where you you were born no no i was born in chicago i came to live in arkansas in 1980 i've been been living here ever since and you're talking about being a sign writer and that's an unusual job you know you don't hear about a lot of people doing that and uh, but you also talk about in your book that you are actually changed when you change your diet can you tell us a bit about that yeah, I'd be happy to. Yeah, that was a, that was a wonderful, un, completely unexpected result of the raw food diet. I've never heard of, never, never heard anyone else, you know, say this before or since. But I found that what the raw food diet did, as far as my art goes, was it seemed to like blow a dark cloud of smog on the brain out of my mind, you know, so that my inner world was brighter and clearer. And uh, I found that I was able to paint with much brighter and more beautiful colors than I had been before. And uh, I also found that my drawing became clearer and better proportioned. And I think the greater clarity of the drawings, you know, basically shows clearer thinking. You know, your mind works clearer uh, when you live on a rough food diet. So you, so you think clearer about all subjects. And if you're an artist, you know, you draw things more clearly. And also my drawings became uh, better proportioned like I had been interested, I had been kind of a surrealist before I was a raw fooder. I liked weird stuff and bizarre stuff. And I would draw these strange, weird, bizarre, gross, grotesque, you know, misshapen figures. And I thought there was something, you know, wonderfully creative about doing stuff like that. But then when I found that when my own health improved, you know, on the raw food diet, I didn't want to do that stuff anymore. I wanted to draw, you know, if I, if I drew people, I wanted to draw good-looking, healthy, well-proportioned people. I wanted, to, I wanted to draw things healthy-looking and well-proportioned, you know, not, not bizarre and weird and so on like that. And I found that my composition also became livelier, you know, before I had 
often had a lot of empty space in my art and my paintings and in my drawings. And I wanted to, now I wanted to really fill up my compositions with all kinds of stuff. And what I felt it was, was uh, uh, when you live on raw food, you just become spiritually uh, much closer to, much more in tune with, much more aligned with, much more a clear channel for the creative force of nature. And we see that the creative force of nature, you know, uh, create, oh, oh, another thing that happened with my drawing, um, as far as my art goes, was that uh, I was able to draw with very strong and striking rhythms, whereas I hadn't been before. I really like to do rhythmic and symmetrical stuff. And so we see that this reflects a better alignment and being a clearer channel for the creative force of nature, because, you know, we see the beautiful bright colors in nature especially with flowers and uh, and we see how nature wants to fill the world with lush and abundant life you know every possible niche uh nature wants to put abundant life there you know living things plants and animals and so on like that and uh, nature makes things beautifully proportioned and nature designs living creatures with wonderful rhythms and symmetries to them and so all these um all these improvements in my art and and you see how nature creates things very clearly you know whenever you see a leaf or a bug or a bird or just anything in nature you know all the forms are very clearly defined so i feel like um i feel like these improvements in the quality of my art you know just showed that i was now as a raw foodist a clearer channel for the creative force of nature that's fantastic. I just want to read out to you my favorite, one of my favorite parts of your book. Um, and I, I don't think you realize, I think the, the book is still out there. It might not be pop, like being still published, but it's still being sold. I think and it's, you can still get it. And it's uh, well worth a read. We actually had some copies at the festival that I do in the UK. So we were, we were uh, selling it there. Your face has gone dark again a little bit, but that, this maybe that's just, we can't hide okay. that. I think you're in the shadows. Yeah, a bit, but. Kind of a partly cloudy day here. It looks like the sun has kind of gone behind the clouds now, so it's not shining as bright as it was. Huh. Yeah, I think you're kind of looking down at the phone as well. I'm not sure, but it's it's okay. That's great. Where you where you are right now is great. That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's now, now I'm holding the phone right up in front of my face. Oh, now I we can really can see, see you. Like yeah, now yeah. we can really see you properly. Because my arm is going to get tired holding up the phone like this. <laughs> okay, we okay. Well, we won't. Uh, but. I just want to read this quote out to you. The greatest value of the raw food diet is its transformative value. To a great extent, when you take up the raw food diet, you become a new and different and better person. You don't just stay the same old person, only a little healthier. You become, to a great extent, a new being with new interests, a new philosophy and outlook on life, new goals and desires. You become more of your essence, your true and natural self. You become a person who is more a part of the one great life of nature and less of the confused human world. You become less of the world and more of the earth. I think that's a brilliant uh, a brilliant part of the book. Do you, do you remember that? Hello, Joe? Yeah, yeah, hello, yeah. Did yeah you the, the phone, you know, kind of cut out there for a while and said recording in progress. And I guess we're back, are we? Yeah, yeah, we're back. Okay. So did you catch what I was reading out there? Uh, it 
heard about some of it was garbled. But but it was it was the section from my book about how you become uh, kind of reborn as yeah. a you're not the same old you, but you've come quite a quite a renewed, regenerated sort of creature when you live on raw food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's I've I've actually shared that with a lot of people. That that passage, I really like it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah I'm so, very honored. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I've I've shared it about. So, how do people get stay in touch with you with the book that you're going to be bringing out with whatever your your program and everything? How can people stay in touch with you, or find out about you, or contact you or whatever if they're interested in in the book and the program? Okay, anyone that wants to email me is welcome to do that. I'm at joepainteralexander at gmx.com. That's joepainteralexander at gmx.com. Anybody that wants to call me on the phone is welcome to do that. My telephone number is uh, 479-442-6194. That's 479-442-6194. Also, I'm on Instagram. I've got an account there to promote my artwork. And uh, if you want to look at that, it's at, at Joe, at Arkansas Painter Joe Alexander. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. At Arkansas Painter Joe Alexander on Instagram. And if, any, if anybody wants to write me a letter by snail mail, I'm at 257 West 22nd Street. Fayetteville, Arkansas, 72701. That's 257 West 22nd Street, Fayetteville, Arkansas, F-A-Y-E-T-T-E-V-I-L-L-E. Arkansas is abbreviated A-R, 72701 is the zip code. So that's uh, that's uh, all the ways I can give you right now to contact me if anybody wants to do that. Fantastic. I've also, I've also put up a website called renewedworldorder.com. If somebody wants to read about my comprehensive program for biospiritual regeneration before my book comes out. So that's www.renewedworldorder.com. That's what I think we need is a renewed world order, not a new world order. Renewed world order restores the world to the creator's design, whereas this new world order wants to take the world completely away from the creator's design. I love it. Thank you very much, Joe, for spending some time with us today. This is the book, uh, Blatant Raw Food is Propaganda. Go and check it out. You can, that is still available on Amazon and other places. Um, well worth the read. Thank you for joining me today, Joe. I hope we can stay in touch. And I'd love to hear more about your, your book, your next book, when it comes out. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for having me. It's been a great honor to be on your show. Thank you so much for... Uh having me a guest as a guest on your show and sure yeah i definitely want to keep in touch with you and i'll let you know uh, how the progress of the book is coming along awesome awesome and thank you everyone for who's listening and watching please feel free to share the video with other people you might think it might be relevant to uh, stay in touch with us at fruitfest.co.uk and we will uh, see and hear you in an, another episode of the love fruit podcast thank you everyone for joining us today